This is the Asade Podcast Channel. Audio pills to get inspired. We've also already talked about some really important things. Um, number one that was just mentioned was web power. And I don't think we can talk about social innovation or even the SDGs without talking about um, power and how to disrupt it. And the second thing uh, that we heard first of all in the first opening sentences was that um, our key institutions, namely the university, but I think other institutions, our businesses, our foundations, our NGOs, are going to be measured differently in the next few years. In the future, the key institutions, these key pillars of society, will need to reinvent themselves. And I think this, this question of the SDGs is an interesting one to start thinking about this. Um, so I'm just going to offer some food for thought, uh, and I'm sure the conversation will uh, grow deeper during the day. Firstly, um, let me tell you who we are. Um, we're six. We're an organization based in London. We're a global networking organization. Around us, we have a network of around 16,000 organizations who work across sector, uh, businesses, society, uh, government, foundations who are all interested in being more effective in the way they do their work. They're all interested in improving situation for society and trying to do it in new ways. Uh, and at six, we believe in a couple of things. We believe that we're better together, so we believe in being connected is really important and working across sectors is important. Uh, we believe in applied social innovation. So social innovation is more than just chat. Uh, social innovation can be heavy in theory, heavy in thinking, heavy in discussion, and heavy in writing. We believe social innovation should be heavy in action, rooted in people and what they do. And we use the actions of people, we use real-life stories to affect change at a systemic level. So all the work that we do with the European Commission and other, other governments, other foundations, is about affecting the way they work by giving them real-life stories about how people do things. Um, and we have about 10 years of experience in the field of social innovation, so we think we're really qualified to be leading the field, to be provocative and to be asking people that work in this situation, in this sector, um, what more they can do, how they can be more effective. Um, so this is a very familiar way of talking about social innovation. We can talk about definitions, we can talk about products, we can talk about processes, we can talk about innovations that are good for society, that are social in their ends and their means, but that's not what we're here to do. I'd really like to just talk about what social innovation is really about for us and for me um, and for six, um, and that's about, that's about power. So if I actually start this way around, culture and values are at the center of social innovation. The way we do things, the way we think about things, the way we interact with people, the way that we distribute power, the way that we distribute knowledge. I think culture and values is so important. For me, I think it's also really important when we're talking about social innovation to think about systems, to think systemically, to think bigger than scale, bigger than your tiny project on steroids, but more about the systems that we're trying to affect. And I know Eve will talk more about this. But thinking systemically is important. We live in a system, everything is connected. We need to be clear that one thing that we're creating over here is not disrupting or having a, a negative effect on something that's happening over here. Um, social innovation is, of course, social, but it's not just social. We live in an economic paradigm. Social and economics are two sides of the, the same coin. We need to be really aware of that. 
Social innovation must lead to action, not just talk. Social innovation is not about conferences. Conferences are great, but they're a way to start this conversation. It must lead to action, and it must focus on doing something better or different. It doesn't have to be new for us, but it needs to focus on better. And finally, back to the first one, I think this is the most important thing for me, is that social innovation embraces the boring. Social innovation is not just about the shiny new things, it's about changing our back systems, changing our back office, changing our finance systems, changing our accounting, changing the structures that we work in. It's not all shiny new fun stuff. A lot of the work that we do is more, um, is a bit more dull, but <laughs> equally important. But we face some challenges uh, in this field. Uh, these three, I think, are really important for us. Uh, whilst we in the social innovation community think our work is extremely important and very impactful and sometimes does change some lives, we live in an echo chamber. Most of the social innovation institutes, labs, sit on the side of really big oil tankers. These oil tankers often don't know we exist. We think we're extremely important. We live in an echo chamber. If we really want to have the impact that we need to, we need to do something differently to get in the water supply, to infiltrate the mainstream. We're not doing that enough yet. So how do we break out of our echo chamber? As I said earlier on, I think there is a lot of talk around the field of social innovation and often not enough action. Um, so how do we transfer the conversations that we have here into the real life? I think that's important. And often we're criticized, links to the first point, is not having enough scale. Where is a large-scale experimentation that we need to really affect the huge global challenges we face? So flipping from social innovation to the SDGs, um, Ignacy's already spoken about this. Um, but we know there are 17 of them. We know there are 169 targets underneath that. And under those 169 targets, there are thousands of tasks and activities that people are required to do. Um, we like, of course, because we're a network, we're about community building, we're about connecting people. We obviously like number 17. And number 17 describes itself as, if you don't know this all by heart, um, strengthening the means of implementation, revitalizing the global partnership for sustainable development. Uh, now I've started looking, it turns out the SDGs are everywhere. So one of the biggest myths I think about the SDGs, unlike the, the goals before them, is that these are for everybody. These are not just for the developing world. Every single country needs to stand up to its goals. And I was in Malaysia last week doing some work with some uh, innovation programs in universities there. And as I drove into... Um, this fake city, which is called Sunway City. I don't know if anyone's ever been there in Malaysia. Very interesting, outside of KL. It's a city that's essentially designed by um, and, and owned by uh, a big um, philanthropist who um, works in the field of mining and realized that this big destroyed piece of land needed to be revitalized, so he made a whole city. They have a university there. But as I drove into the university, the SDGs are absolutely everywhere posted this big one is inside a shopping mall. But I think there are some challenges faced by people that work in the SDGs as well, and I've been thinking about this a lot in collaboration with Asade recently. Um, 
first is that it has a quite fragmented approach. Each of these 17 goals has their own things. And whilst number 17 is about encouraging us to work together, the least investment has been put into developing the partnership. So whilst number 17 is supposed to underpin the others, it's really acting as its own little silo on the side. So there's this fragmented approach. Um, lots of people think it still has this development lens, as I said. Number three is there's a lack of this universal uptake. So for us, social innovation is about helping people live the best life they can. And that means that even if you live in a wealthy society, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody is living the best life they can. And so that's why this is important that we take a universal uptake to this. I think they're also struggling to gather momentum. In lots and lots of places, there is some wonderful um, uh, action, and there's certainly a huge amount of progress being made. But in terms of momentum being gathered around the SDGs, uh, I don't see what I see in Malaysia, in the UK, or in France, or in Spain, or in lots of other places around the world. Um, and finally, the role for different kind of sectors in the, UK, in, uh, in the SDGs. We see really ad hoc engagement from foundations. We see ad hoc engagement from universities. We certainly see ad hoc engagement from the corporates. And so the question, what can social innovations do for the SDGs and what can SDGs do for the field of social innovation, I think is a really interesting one. Uh, I think sometimes social innovation, beyond the challenges that I mentioned earlier on, um, can lack a bit of direction. We like to talk a lot about this field and this way of doing things. Um, having a real focus, having a direction, I think would be a really, really, or a collective direction would be a really helpful thing. And I think the SDGs could provide that. Um, I think, uh, so this common goal is important. And I think SDGs can um, help the field of social innovation build new communities, develop beyond its, uh, its echo chamber infiltrate the water supply, become more mainstream, because the fact that their CDs is really owned by the development community still, effectively, uh, this will open up social innovation to new kinds of communities. And what can social innovation do for the SDGs? Um, <clears throat> I think over the last 10 years, we've built a huge amount of knowledge around frameworks, tools, methodologies, design thinking, systems thinking, social finance, new innovative finance tools, new collaborative methods, all of the things that those of us who work in social innovation every day have, I think we have a huge amount to offer. And the more I go and do work in different kinds of institutions, the more I realize that lots and lots of players are not accessing the tools and the knowledge that we've developed. It's kind of selfish that we do this in the sector. We need to be better at sharing. So the SDGs gives us a platform to start sharing these through. Social innovation is, of course, about cross-sector collaboration, and of course we could do that much better. The SDGs gives us a really, really great approach and framework to start working more collaboratively, more effectively. And it really helps us think more, I think, about um, the network approach that we've been developing in SIX. So the network approach for us, and being networked, being collaborative, is something that's at the heart of social innovation. So social innovation is about being social in your, in your means as well as your ends, in the process that you use. Um, and we've been working a lot on what our network approaches at SIX over the last few years. We believe the role of a network is more than connecting people, certainly more than having events. 
Uh, a role of a network is more than finding as many people's names as you can and putting them on your website and looking like you have a really nice network and faculty. We believe networks are, are more important than that. We believe networks can guide more than that. And this is what we've been thinking about in terms of the role of a network at six, because this is what we do every day. Networks are about providing strategic foresight. They're about advising. They're about influencing. You can use the capacity that you have amongst your, amongst your peers to provide foresight. Networks are about strategic curation as well. Not just about putting as much information as you can on a website, but curating it effectively so that people can access what they need more effectively. And that's what networks are for, right? Speeding up the process of learning. Networks are important in terms of trust building as well. If we can't trust each other, we can't work together, and therefore we can't attack these SDGs. And networks finally are about building a brand, uh, building a narrative. And when it's something like the field of social innovation, I think that's equally important. So what's the role of different kind of organizations, or what could be the role of different kinds of organizations in, in supporting the SDGs? We know that some foundations are really engaging in this, and particularly, I think, foundations in the US and North America more broadly. Um, McConnell, in particular, the largest foundation in Canada, uh, they're a family foundation, and they see themselves as a kind of systems architect in solving the SDGs. So in terms of their systems architect role, they see themselves as the, the central pillar for the collaboration and the, the way to bring in government, the way to bring in civil society, the way to bring in SDGs to support social innovation and the, the SDGs to move forward. Of course, Asade is really leading in this in terms of the field of universities. And I know Asade is, is guiding um, and advising the European Commission on this. Um, Again, the Canadian government in their link to McConnell has been, has been working very closely. Um, Unleash, anyone? Unleash is a big conference. They're having it in Singapore this year. Um, Unleash is about, uh, it's a big thousand person young people hackathon. Uh, its focus is bringing together young people who can um, come together and, and develop new ideas for uh, solving the SDGs in a couple of days. But the criticism, of course, with any conference is that what happens afterwards, who knows? Um, Bond is the uh, UK's uh, industry body for international development organizations, <clears throat> in particular um, with a focus internationally. And they've been coordinating action around the SDGs. But you know, these, are, these are actions that are few and far between. And of course, a couple of businesses are doing great, not least to say the amazing Sunway City. In, uh, in Malaysia, at Zorlu in Turkey, Unilever have put it in their strategy. But still, compared to the number of organizations, businesses, charities, foundations that we have, action is fairly limited. So the question is, how do we unite them? Uh, we believe that we have a role at six in helping to unite actors to address the, the SDGs. But this is the question that I think we leave you with today. And finally, there are some other questions that um, I think are really playing on our mind that I want to share with you. Um, how do we encourage non-development actors to engage in this? What's the right way of persuading people that this is an important angle to go for? Of course, lots of people are doing this already, but they've named them something different. I know the Singularity University in the US, they talk about the global goals for development. 
Um, other groups of foundations have various versions of these, but how do we unite people around a common goal? How do we create more space for large-scale experimentation? And that means, of course, failure on the way and very, very quick learning at a global level. How do we create real systems change? And I will leave, um, I will leave Eve to talk more about this, but you know, it's not just about the same stuff, but it's about influencing the bigger systems around us. But I think this is the biggest question that I'd like to leave you with today, and I know there are some workshops that will tackle this. But what happens beyond 2030? These 17 or these 16 are a wonderful selection of uh, targets and things for us to aim for now, but they're about today's challenges. And we know that the pace of change is so fast at the moment in society with the role of technology, with the role of data, with the role of citizens. How do we prepare for what's coming next? And so whilst I think it's important that we attach ourselves to the SDGs, we also need to think about what are the future challenges that we need to start preparing for us. So how do we use the skills, the knowledge, the tools, the networks, the, the people that we have, the resources that we have around us, um, the knowledge that we have in terms of social innovation to start preparing for a different kind of future beyond the fourth revolution, beyond all of the things we're talking about at the moment? Because who knows what society is going to look like in the next five to ten years. So I think the SDGs are very important. I think we need to use them as a marker, but I think we also need to start thinking about the future as well. So what is SDG number 18, 19, and 20? I will leave you with that um, as some food for thought for today. Thanks for listening. It's Sade, inspiring futures.